the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And welcome, Backbone Radio. Here we are. It's live. It's local. It's July 30th, 2023. This Sunday afternoon, evening. I like to say it's afternoon in the summer. I like to say it's evening in the winter. We got so much sun going on out there. Yes, I am still missing the rain. We get a little bit, but not enough to suit me. I did spend last week, I trooped off with the family to San Diego, and I went paddleboarding. Yeah, I went paddleboarding, I went surfing, and I've kind of learned since I got back that paddleboarding might be a risky endeavor, a dangerous endeavor even. And you know what I am referring to. It's just one of those creepy, weird things. And Obama's chef, an individual named Tafari Campbell, was out there paddleboarding next to the Obama mansion at Martha's Vineyard and somehow perished. And prayers, of course, to the family of Tafari Campbell, a very sad deal, but Apparently, the story keeps changing on whether or not the Obamas were in town or who the second paddleboarder was or what was going on. And so I don't know if there's anything to that, but it does seem a little strange to me, a little weird to me, even a little creepy to me. But I did enjoy my time on the paddleboard and on the surfboard, nothing better than surfing. I claim to have no skill at surfing. Somehow the snow and the Skiing does not translate to surfing. <laughs> oh, man. And it takes me 50 times of attempting to stand up on the board before I can do it. And so, yeah, I hit my 50, and then finally I stood up a little bit, you know, and rode the wave in. Felt kind of good about that. And, yes, our family is able to do a little bit of traveling. We are still in battle royale with my wife's cancer diagnosis. We've made a little bit of progress on that. I have to I have to mention, I try not to talk about it very much, but we've got quite a road ahead of us. And um, I guess that's where I will leave that. I did hear Randy Corcoran back on air the last couple of Saturdays. And is that not glorious to have our colleague back in the saddle, back putting one foot ahead of another, and in the fight, back engaged in this big fight, in this battle for 2024. And it is all hands on deck, absolutely all hands on deck. Trump, big rally, massive crowd, USA chance galore in Erie, Pennsylvania last night. Oh, wow. We've got a few clips to bring in from that. And I'll tell you what, the Republican primary is just over. It's just over. It's time for the Republican Party to unify and focus on getting 
getting the ballots in for 2024, finding some sort of a countermeasure to whatever the Democrats are doing to get ballots in like they did in 2020, that's where our energy should go, ladies and gentlemen. Trump dominating, dominating all the polls, the crowds bigger than ever, Trump on stage bigger, better than ever, funnier than ever. The dude is just hilarious up there on the stage, crowds in the palm of his hand, and how many thousands, millions watching on the live stream across the United States of America as DeSantis keeps on dropping. Oh, my gosh, is he ever bad news, DeSantis? And I I can't distinguish him from Liz Cheney anymore, the things that DeSantis is like coming up with these days, the things he is saying, the approach he is taking to his DOA campaign. My gosh, he is really hell-bent on ending his political career, it just seems like to me. And Esquire magazine had an interesting subheader in their portrayal of the flailing, struggling, going nowhere DeSantis campaign. They said, oh, the GOP donor class is realizing it has bought a dead parrot. The dead parrot DeSantis, according to Esquire magazine, and that is what it seems like. Big donors, even the Murdochs are smelling a loser in DeSantis. You started to see Fox News start to be a little critical of DeSantis. Even the New York Post and even a little bit the Wall Street Journal, the Murdoch operation, critical of DeSantis, laying on just a little bit of heat. After a couple of years of just glowing, glowing, DeSantis is like our savior. DeSantis is like the best guy in the history of the world. Oh, my gosh, he's so great. Now the Murdochsers are souring on the dead parrot DeSantis, and rumor is that the big GOP donors, the globalist rhino class, they're looking to Glenn Youngkin, governor of Virginia, to maybe jump into the race. And so far, Youngkin is passing his IQ test and saying he's going to focus on Virginia. He's going to focus on Virginia. And that's pretty smart, Glenn Youngkin. Do you want to end your political career, too? Is that part of your plan? If he just keeps himself quiet, and he's another one of these, I don't know, investment banker, hedge fund types, private equity types that bought himself into office, and yeah, he's got the globalist establishment mindset. Some people will say, no, he doesn't, and oh, yes, he does. I can see through these people. Nothing gets by me. But Youngkin, I think, (laughs) we'll see if he keeps staying on the sidelines. But he'll be looking for any entree, any point of entree, any window to get in, I think. And it's got to be hard to be DeSantis when you've got everybody else. uh, It's kind of stepping up around you. There's even Tim Scott. Tim Scott, like 2% of the polls. But, yeah, DeSantis hitting single digits in some polls, apparently in Ohio, DeSantis has gotten all the way down to 9%, and I have the number, like Trump is at 60-some percent. Trump is at 64%. This is Ohio Northern University's poll. Trump, 64, Ramaswamy, 12, DeSantis, 9. Oh, single digits for DeSantis. And how many millions have they spent? They're burning cash. They're firing their staff. 
campaign staff. They're burning through cash. They've had all the glowing media and Fox News and everywhere else. And they're still single digits. I mean, that tells you something about a dead parrot scenario. Meanwhile, did you see that uh, Yeah, Biden's approval is 40 percent? That's low and getting lower. Apparently, that's like the lowest they've had in the CBS poll, 40 percent approvals. Biden off to a beach in Delaware for about 10 days. <laughs> off to a beach. Off to the beach with you. And so he goes, and um, Mike Huckabee was saying, gosh, you know, if Biden's gone for 10 days, and I might worry about who's running the White House with Biden gone. And But then I thought, well, it's probably the same people running it when Biden isn't gone, when he's actually at the White House. Yep, you get the idea there. Mitch McConnell, do you see him freeze up the other day? He froze up, and it was either 19 seconds or 29 seconds. He was up there getting ready to say something, starting some sort of a talk for Republican Senate rhino kind of stuff, and he just froze. Like the turtle stuck in his shell or something, just sort of went rigid. It was odd, and I haven't heard a single thing about it since then. I mean, what was that about? You know, uh, is Mitch... Is Mitch about done here? I'm not a big fan of Mitch. Of course, we wish, wish him well on the health front, but, of course, he's a bad, bad news kind of guy. We'll talk about some interesting stuff. World Economic Forum, yeah, eating bugs and the rest of all that, what their agenda is. Douglas McGregor, the colonel, has been talking about that, as has Ned Ryan. One of my favorite themes that I think is important for us to digest and understand and A.G. Barr says, oh, if Trump wins in 2024, I'm going to jump off a bridge. (laughs) A.G. Barr, every bit as corrupt as A.G. Garland. Man, the DOJ, such a corrupt institution. What a week of corruption they had. We'll detail that. Oh, we've got all kinds of groovy stuff. And yeah, we got Blake back there behind the glass, the bearded man. And let's do more when we come back. Welcome back. It's Backbone Radio, 303-696-1971. Matt Dunn at your service. Big kudos to the great, the singular, Jeff Hunt for being in here last Sunday evening. Love that guy. Does such a great job with the Western Conservative Summit, and he's not averse to putting on a cowboy hat once in a while, as is yours truly along with the boots and the rest of the gear. Got to be proud of our Western heritage, and that's one thing. The World Economic Forum types, the globalist types, they cannot stand it to have any part of the population in the world that is like rooted to their own soil, of their own countries. That is anathema to them. They want you confused. They want you not thinking of yourself as a citizen of any particular geography. They want you thinking of yourself as a slave and a serf being ruled over by the oligarch billionaires that want you to eat bugs and the rest of it. But no, let's hold on to our roots. And I like to think around here where some of the kind of the rare voices you hear that have that kind of attachment to our locality, to our state, to our community, to our nation. And that's not going away, folks, anytime soon. But you have to recognize that, that that is under assault. Do you ever realize that, that patriotism, pride in your own country, gosh, is that is that on the wane right now? I mean, you, you think about 
you put your flag up in front of your domicile, put your flag up, and, you know, the flag, a sacred symbol. But in this Biden era, in this globalist era, in this screen-dominated era, which six, six companies essentially control 90% of what you see on your screens, all of them, and they send these constant messages that attachment to your own country is bad and it's even evil and it's backwards and the rest of it all. But doesn't it, don't you feel patriotism and respect for your own country and all that is on the wane, on the decline? They're trying to stamp that out of you. They're trying to stamp that out of all of us. And do you think they're going to get anywhere? I don't know. Let's not let them. Let's not let them. Let's know that they are the pathological ones and that they're the ones who are waging war on human nature. And human nature is to develop an attachment to your own homeland, ladies and gentlemen. And we're, we, we do that in a big way. I'll get to some of that as this program goes on. And I wanted to start saying some hellos on the phone lines here. And let's bring, uh, is that Charlene? Charlene? Oh, did I uh, press the wrong button? Charlene? In Arkansas, welcome. Glad you're here, Charlene. Oh, hi there. Okay, well, I just want you to know, uh, I want to attest to the power of Viking music. I was listening to some Viking music the other day while cutting wood, and I absent-mindedly built a longship and set sail west to the British Isles (laughs) while I was listening to the Viking music. (laughs) (laughs) You were chopping wood. Um, That's funny you mentioned that. built a longship. I mean, that's the power of Viking music, anyway. You know, about a year uh, ago, real quick, uh, I read a book, and it's called uh, something like The Norwegian Art of Cutting Wood. And apparently up in Norway, it's like a big deal, and it's a real art form for how they cut and chop wood and store up wood for their dark, long, cold winters oh, and so yeah. forth. And I guess it goes back through the generations, and they uh, that book was like a big bestseller some time back. And so I read oh, it, really? and I thought... Hey, man, chopping wood. Never thought that much about it. I've done it a bit. Norwegian blood in you all along. I thought you were just pure Scots-Irish. I don't know what the deal is, but uh, I've spent a little time chopping wood. And you you definitely feel pretty manly when you're doing that. I I doubt you felt the same. When when you were chopping wood, you might have not felt the same (laughs) thing, but... I don't know these days, Charlene. It's all it's all in flux, right? Well, Gender I, and everything. I, I have that book with a, a, a gasoline operated uh, chainsaw, but I've never chopped it. So anyway, I but could anyway, see you I doing that. Yeah. That, well, you know, it just had, there was some you know trees that had fallen and they needed to be you know chopped up. Anyway, so Charlene uh, showed up. Say, yeah, yeah. You're trying to get to your point, but uh, I'll try not to stop you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Rand Paul did not confirm Bill Barr as Attorney General, if if you remember that. So we should have gotten our uh, lesson from that. But, Interesting. You know, uh, I read somewhere. Point for Rand yeah, on that good. one. A.G. Barr, gosh, is that guy just a nasty piece of work. And he's one of these people that's right. the, so, the Decepticon. He portrays himself as something that he is not, weasels into the Trump Uh administration, and it's been nothing but damage ever since. One of these people. Yeah. Well, it said in the the 21st century, the rulers of the nations will have a background in military intelligence. And, you know, Putin did and, uh, you know, Bush did. And and I feel like Trump was just naive in in how, how 
the deep state operates because he did not have that background. But I think he'll learn to listen to his military advisors like General Flynn. But, um, oh, and, and I was, I, you know, I keep up with you on Twitter and you say, and you post the funniest thing. It just makes me laugh out loud. <laughs> oh, I do. At Backbone Radio on about, Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You posted one about, um, DeSantis being at that little fundraiser and, you know, you know, where you just uh, glad hand everybody and just say, you know, funny little comments. Well, he, he just is not that is not his forte. And he was so stiff and so uncomfortable. But then I was reading up on his background. You know, he um, he is, you know, he is JAG military yeah. uh, tribunal prosecutor at what time. Guantanamo Bay, and and I've read. Of course, it's all that's supposed to be secret. We can't hear what exactly he did, but I heard that he uh, oversaw some of the forced feeding of the detainees. So, I mean, that I just can't see him ever having a good time or letting loose. You know no, what I mean? No, well, he's but the Yale he, guy, uh, and he's got the same pedigree as the Bushes have had, and I think that he yeah. is one of those people that was cultivated by that Bush crowd, yeah. by the establishment crowd from early yeah. on, and he played like he was a MAGA kind of guy, got built up by Donald Trump and got somewhere in life politically because he anchored himself to Trump and praised Trump constantly. And then now yeah. he's yeah. he's throwing the knife, the daggers right in the back, and he's at single yeah. digits. And he, got and so. he got Trump to campaign for him, which got him over the line in his first victory uh, for, for for governor, but you know, I was uh, the, uh, there was a church sermon this morning about David and Saul, and you know, David had Saul in the cave, and he he you know he he cut a piece of his cloth, and then he showed it to him on the way out. You know, said, "Hey, Saul, look what I got. You know, I could have taken you down." And when he did that, he proved to his um, both Saul's warriors and his own warriors that that he was the better man. That that he took him, he didn't take him when he could. Uh, and 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 he gained the respect. So, you know, I'm interesting. Hoping as yeah. Trump goes on, he but the DeSantis, more more he has this weird head bobble thing, and once you see that, you can't unsee it. But his head sort of wobbles up and down when he's speaking, and his voice is really high pitched. It's probably one and a half, maybe two octaves higher than me. Yours truly, just yes, blabbing on the radio. He's got this the squeaky high voice. He's got the bobble head, and he looks so uncomfortable in his skin. It's, it's really it odd. So yeah, March, and you don't get that from the mainstream media. But when you see these little clips, you know you catch it. But but here he had to cancel two of his fundraisers in um, uh, the the Hamptons. He had one, and they it was six thousand a ticket, but they had to reduce it to three thousand because they weren't selling any tickets. That's the deep discount they offered, and apparently it was a bust. The New York Post wrote an article, Murdoch's New York Post, about how it was a bust at the Hamptons for DeSantis that the donors aren't seeing any potential for return on their investments, so they're not going to his stuff. Exactly. You know, RFK and Trump are the ones that are raising the money, and so I'm just hoping that they're kind of both anti-globalists, and so I'm hoping that Democrats wake up and uh, Republicans wake up and we get someone good in there. Well, again. Republicans that have Keep woken up. up the, the, I mean, Trump is so dominating that they the base of the GOP has woken up. But it's interesting that RFK is 20, 20-some percent in the polls. I think, you know, RFK could wake up some Democrats. That that would be kind of fun That's to see. It's hard exactly. to wake them up, yeah. though. Let me tell you. I mean, they're hard to wake I, up. 
Jason Aldean's Try That in a Small Town. That is like the number one song, the United States of America, and over on Apple's iTunes. And I don't know about Spotify. I presume so. You saw the controversy over that song, and Jeff Hunt talked about it just a bit last week right here on Backbone Radio. And I don't know. Pretty decent song in my view. And, of course, the left comes out. Oh, the left. They're ripping Jason Aldean for a song about hate. Oh, it's about hate. And over at the UK Guardian, here's their essay on it. Jason Aldean's controversial... Oh, no, 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 that's not it. Uh, oh, oh, I lost it. But they called it embarrassing. They, the Guardian says, hey, you know, pride in a small town is just flat out embarrassing. Hmm, and CMT removed... The song from their rotations. Hmm. Cancel culture going after Jason Aldean. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, is it CNN ripping Aldean as much as they possibly can? Another outlet, I believe it's Salon, says that, hey, Bruce Springsteen and John Mellencamp can teach Jason Aldean something about a small town. You know, and it's just sending that song to the top of the top of the top of the charts. And I don't know, did anybody object to it? It looks like I see this text to studio from the great, great American Eric, who says, Dr. Dunn, me and the wife, we ordered Jason Aldean's cowboy hats. Yeehaw! <laughs> so, African-American, great American, Eric has got himself and his wife. The wife. A Jason Aldean cowboy hat. Yeah. Well, we won't go through all of the lyrics, but, you know, it's just a little bit of small town pride. Standing up and looking out for people in the small town. Yeah. And somehow, again, the left just finds that terribly, terribly offensive, terribly, terribly backwards. Yeah. And over in Britain. Yeah. They're saying that uh, it's just embarrassing to have pride in a small town. They're embarrassed over in England. Huh. So um that's that's I guess that's just too bad for them, isn't it? So CMT owned by Paramount. What do you think of them pulling that? Uh, okay, here's the Guardian headline. Musicians like Jason Aldean love to glorify small town America. It's embarrassing. Give me a break. Give me a break, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, do you remember? It was either 2016 or 2020 when Snoop Doggy Dog, you know Snoop Dogg, the rapper? You see him, he's on like, he's on like ads all the time, isn't he? And he's got a few good songs. But anyway, he cut this video, one of his music videos, in which he actually shoots Donald Trump. He shoots Trump in the video. And the left seemed to think that that was pretty okay, pretty cool. Um, I didn't recall seeing any flack or negative feedback or dropping that video from rotation on MTV or the rest of it or whatever. But Jason Aldean, small town, pride, looking out for people in a small town. Yeah, that's, that's too much for the left. It's, you see, it's a one-way street. And so uh, if great American... Has a has a Jason Aldean cowboy hat. That's um, that's 
That's pretty cool. I mean, that, that's all you need to know. Great Americans got the hat. And uh, here's a question. What happened to Jason Aldean's music video? I heard they pulled out a bunch of the footage. And I apparently there was some BLM-related, BLM riot footage in that video that they had to pull out for copyright reasons. So I don't know exactly exactly what the story was and why why would BLM riot video be copyrighted? I guess maybe so. Maybe there's something to that. But anyway, uh, yeah, don't be trying that in a small town. Uh, small Town Saturday Night, remember that song by Hal Ketchum? That's my favorite song. I've played it around here some. I should have brought that in here this evening. But there is a picture of Jason Aldean who was uh, golfing with Donald Trump. Out there on a golf course with Donald Trump, they're both smiling. Aldean not wearing a cowboy hat. He was wearing a baseball hat in that photo. And I kind of thought, oh, okay, you know, looks like Aldean and Trump have some kind of a friendship going on. And maybe that is uh, somehow problematic for, for the media, for the left, for the cancel culture people. That's all they need to just try to cancel somebody. But, of course, it just drives them straight north, drives the popularity straight upward. And that's, that's, that's fine with me. But... Um, Anyway, Jason Aldean, I saw a little bit. He was in concert in Pennsylvania, I believe, and he said that, uh, you know, he feels he feels a lot of pride in this country, a lot of pride in the United States of America, and he'd like to get the country back before all this BS started going on. So he's not he's not flinching. He's not backing down a little bit. And probably on some level, he's kind of enjoying some of the popularity. So some people are saying that uh, Jason Aldean defends song that caused Bud Light-style CMT boycott. So maybe some folks are boycotting CMT. Is that happening? I, uh, I haven't heard much on that. I haven't seen it quite like the Bud Light thing. But apparently Bud Light is busily laying off employees, hundreds of them apparently. So they've just imploded their brand. Has Bud Light. And I was at Costco the other day and I saw over in the far corner of Costco huge stacks of Bud Light. Um and they uh were they seem to be kind of neglected sitting over there in the corner. I wonder I wonder if Costco is having a little trouble unloading some of the Bud Light that they have all stocked up in their crates. I had I was in San Diego last week. We're out at the pool, and I don't know how I got on this, but you know we're hanging out at the pool. We're surfing. We're paddleboarding, right? Paddleboarding, dangerous thing to be doing these days, right? So, little time at the pool. Got all the little kids running around, and I'm trying not to get sunburned. You know how it goes. You got to get plenty of sunscreen on. I really have to lather it on. And uh, they have the little bar there at the pool, you know, that kind of thing. And I saw that they had two beers on display. One of them was Bud Light. And I just was kind of curious. I asked the bar guy there in San Diego. seemed like just a nice, happy guy, you know. Hey. said, hey, uh, do you sell much of that Bud Light there, bar guy? <laughs> and he just kind of smiled. And there's a few people standing around, and he was like, well, almost never. 
<laughs> so almost never does he sell any Bud Light. And uh, and there was a few people standing there who were like uh, kind of snickering about it. And that one is amazing. That boy Bud Light just imploded on that trans agenda marketing thing that they came up with. And I guess we talked about that. When did that first happen? Like three or four months ago? And we played some snippets of the marketing director at the time of Bud Light, this sort of young woman from the Ivy League business schools who was going to reform the Bud Light fraternity brother style market. And they were, she was going to improve them. She was going to make them better people or more in line with her values. Of course, she's since been fired. But this thing is still going on with Bud Light. And that, that to me, is uh, – usually these things, when the corporations go woke and they try to do that stuff, it'll, you know, it'll make a little dent and it'll last a little while. But I don't recall one being quite as brutal as this sort of Bud Light scenario. Where it's just, I mean, that thing just has wheels, and it's not going away anytime soon. Now, earlier in the program, I did mention that, uh, yeah, Obama's chef, tragically, sadly, 43-year-old African-American male, met his demise while paddleboarding near the Martha's Vineyard property of the Obamas. And... um, Apparently, uh, Cat Turd over on Twitter, one of the huge accounts over there, says, uh, just so you know, Barack Obama's chef died on a pond on his property. The official story has changed multiple times. They're hiding the identity of the second paddleboarder. Police are leaving blanks in their notes. No information. The media isn't even curious about what really happened. Hmm. Oh, there we go. Yeah, the Jiggle Jiggle song by Lewis Theroux. Somehow my kids like that one. It's kind of a funny tune. It's one of those tunes you might think might be, I don't know, unsavory in some way. But no, it's not. It's just a kind of a happy, jiggly tune. And it works well at the swim meets, may I say, as the swim meet DJ. But just that final thought on the Obama's chef, Tafari Campbell meeting his demise. It's it seems a little strange that we're not hearing who the second paddleboarder was. Apparently there was another paddleboarder there, and we're not getting that information. And apparently the story has changed. The Obamas originally were supposed to not to have been – they were supposed to have been out of town when this happened last week. Uh, but then apparently, no, they were in town. Okay. And then there's some photos of Barack Obama on a golf course, and I believe that would have been yesterday – and he's got a bandaged up hand and he appears to have a black eye in the photo. And I don't know if that's actually a black eye or just the angle of the camera. And, I, you know, does he golf? Does he routinely put tape on his hand? Yeah, I think I believe he had a golf glove on his right hand and then like taped up left hand. And Obama's left handed, right? Anyway. I just think it's a little strange. It's maybe one of those things that should be looked into in a little bit more detail. And you can add a little bit more of a question mark around some of this stuff. And some people are saying that Tafari Campbell was going to be having a book coming out that was going to maybe have some information in it that, I don't know, some information 
And apparently the Clintons also had a chef who drowned. And this is Walter Scheib, S-C-H-E-I-B. He was the White House executive chef from 94 to 2005. But apparently he drowned and was found partially submerged in a ravine in the New Mexico mountains on June 21st of 2015. He was 61 years old at the time of his demise, died from drowning, according to the autopsy. So the Clintons lost a chef to drowning, and now Obama has lost a chef. And this is the kind of stuff where it's very easy to run with it and really go wild with it and really say a lot of stuff, but we don't know. We don't know, but I do think there's a few question marks there that would be worthwhile to be explored by law enforcement. But then again, does anybody trust law enforcement? You know, cocaine in the White House, oh, golly. We'll never figure out who had the cocaine in the White House. We'll never figure it out, says the Secret Service of the most secure building in the world Yeah, do you trust any of the institutions? I mean, at all? Are we basically at zero? The DOJ this week, yeah, they, um, what do they do? They had quite a banner week last week. I mean, their ridiculous plea deal that they set up for Hunter Biden gets thrown out by a seemingly honest judge. They threw out that plea deal, which was a complete pile of steaming, you know what? That happened to the DOJ this week. Then um, they drop campaign violations against that uh, huge Democrat donor, number two donor after George, George Soros, SBF, Sam Bankman Freed. They just let him go. Defrauded investors of millions upon millions. But luckily, he funneled a bunch of millions to the Democratic Party. So, yeah, he, he gets off. Mm. And then also the DOJ throws in a few more indictments against Donald Trump. Um, all They do this all in one week. The corrupt DOJ. Man, these people. Uh, I mean, they're just streaking. They're just, hey, let's parade our corruption, we in the DOJ. Let, let's just pull open that raincoat and show the world how corrupt the Biden DOJ is. A.G. Garland, I mean, just going for broke. Yeah, man, they're doing all this in one week. Victor Davis Hanson was pointing that out. You know, hey, let's watch them do all this in one week. (laughs) All three in a week. And then A.G. Barr. I'm starting to realize that guy's every bit as corrupt as A.G. Garland. And he's saying this, that hell, Donald Trump wins. I'm going to jump off a bridge. Yeah, so he said this, he tells NBC News, A.G. Barr. A.G. Barr, who sat on the Hunter Biden laptop all these years. And by the way, that Jack Smith guy who's doing the indictments on Trump, he was in charge of sort of the DOJ uh, ethical violations uh, for like 10 years when Hunter was really laying it in with the corruption. And somehow uh, Jack Smith uh, never did look into Hunter Biden at all. How did, how did that? Julie Kelly found out some of that information. But anyway, A.G. Barr said, I have made clear that I strongly oppose Trump for the nomination and will not endorse Trump. And um, he said, quote, I'll jump off that bridge when I get to it, he added, when asked how he would vote in the general election if it ends up being a 2020 rematch of Trump versus Biden. So, you know, talking about jumping off a bridge. 
Just remember that these institutions are corrupt beyond repair. They need to be dismantled. They need to be raised to the ground. And I think so many millions of Americans are aware of this. And you don't need to sit around reading Jack Smith's indictments word by word. You know, the lawyers have to sit on a parcel. You just know that this is coming out of a corrupt institution, corrupt 100% all of the way. And it's all, all fraud, ladies and gentlemen. The third world banana republic in every conceivable way. And we all know it. And they're still doing it. And they don't care. And yeah. Let's say hello to Carol in Lakewood. Welcome, Carol. How are you? Well, I, I'm fine. How are you doing? Doing okay. Glad you're here. Well, well, you got two people mixed up there. Jeremy Sands was an actor who fell down a mountain in California. They found his body after he died in January. And then uh, Obama's chef, he was 45, and he went swimming in Martha's Vineyard where Obama has his mansion. He didn't now, have a life preserve preserver on him. Did you say Walter Sands? No, Jeremy. Sands. Jeremy. Yeah, I said Walter Scheib, just so you know, Walter Scheib, S-C-H-E-I-B, age 61, was in New Mexico and drowned in New Mexico. He was he was the uh, Clinton's chef in the White House. Oh. Well, this was uh, Obama's chef in the White well, House. I'm just, I was just pointing out that Obama's chef, Tafari Campbell, who the notes I've seen say he was 43 years old, passed away paddleboarding, and that some years ago, 2015, one of the Clinton chefs also died of drowning. So the Clintons and the Obamas have both had a chef die of drowning. But I don't know where you got that, something about somebody named Sands. Well, Jeremy Sands was the actor who was missing in okay. the mountains of California for a while. So I, I oh. came in the middle of your... Oh, no no problem, no problem. But okay, that, yeah. I, I've never heard of Sands and didn't uh, didn't mention exactly. that name. But now now we know who that guy is. And I don't remember that story at well, all. Yeah, he was an actor that went missing uh, in a, on a... Well, he went hiking by himself and fell down a mountain. And that, that they just found his body um, just recently. Um, and it was... Skeletalized. They don't know how he actually died. He just they found him at the bottom of a of a, a mountain. Yeah. Huh. Well, yeah. that's <laughs> that's uh that's that's yeah. a sad deal for for him, boy. Yeah. Okay. Find him. Yeah, he was a pretty good actor. Yeah. Okay. But the the other guy was a black uh, chef that Obama had. Yeah, and, and he Obama, um yeah, the, it seems like Obama may have been the second paddleboarder, but the police aren't saying. So maybe yeah. Obama knows more about what happened there, and it's kind of weird. He's kind of bandaged up playing golf yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just uh, one of those things. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, well Carol, like yep, okay. thanks for the enlightenment there. Hey, all the best to you, okay. and glad you are here. Okay. okay. And it's Matt Dunn. Yes, okay. it is Backbone Bye. Radio. We'll be back shortly. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.